Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wasted Brain Cells podcast. For this episode, me and Brad went to go see the new movie A Quiet Place 2, the sequel to the first A Quiet Place starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So, you know, we're big Office fans, so our boy John Krasinski, that's our boy. We really like him, so we had to see this movie for John Krasinski because, you know, he, he's doing a really good job out there. He's making a name for himself. He is no longer just Jim Halpert. He he went from J-I-M to G-Y-M. This man, I don't know, man. He just went off the office. He got buff. He married Emily Blunt. He making fantastic movie series. This man's living the great life. And I just wanted to say that I thought it was really nice that before this movie, he gave a message to the audience saying thank you for making it through this tough year and a half. And thank you for coming out to the movies to see this because, you know, this was obviously delayed a long time due to COVID. But that made me even more hype for this movie because I love the first one. And so after he gave his little thank you for seeing the movie, which I thought was very nice to hear, I decided to make a joke. And I decided to say thank you, Jim. And I got the whole movie theater to laugh. So that was like the highlight of my night. And the AMC actually had good popcorn. So that was a great experience we had. And me and Brad are now going to sit down and review Quiet Place 2 and answer the question of was it better than that first movie? So, Brad, anything you want to start out with so far? Well, yeah, as you said, I like how you kind of gave your, like, thank you or... I mean, before the episode, I think Logan's starting to have a love relationship with John Kaczynski. So that's Logan's love letter, I guess. But yeah, uh, you know, as Logan said, I guess John Kaczynski is living the dream. I like how he's one of the office characters that's kind of making a name for himself, you know, still doing movies and TV shows and stuff after The Office, which I mean, you know, there are other stars from The Office, you know, making stuff. But, you know, I think John Krasinski is one of the ones that's making, you know, still like all the time you know, being in the news and stuff, because he has, like, that other Amazon Prime show, so, uh, yeah, as Logan said, the AMC actually did have really good popcorn the other night, so we're glad about that, but, um, Logan, I think we should tell him about what happened with the bathrooms, so basically, you know, me and Logan saw it the night showing at 7.45, so, you know, we finished the movie, it's probably around, like, 10 o'clock, you'd say? Somewhere around, like, the 9.40, 10 o'clock range, I'd say something like that, but we left the theater and i was like oh crap i'm dumb i forgot to use the bathroom and i had to go pretty badly because i drank a whole thing of mr pibb so i wanted to get we went in we went back into the movie theater doors are locked someone opened the door for us like okay we're gonna go to the men's bathroom as soon as you walk in we'll be out no problem they locked the bathroom door and put a trash can outside of it and so we were like what do we do so we had to run to my car and i went vin diesel fast and furious into the target parking lot and to sprint there to go use the bathroom so AMC, keep your bathrooms open until, like, 11 o'clock or something, because people gotta go. Like, I just did not get that. I'm like, bro, that was a horrible experience. I thought I was gonna pee myself. I'm not gonna lie, so that's what happened. Also, I just want to give a warning to anybody. Those ads before the, the before the movie, where it's like, text this number to get this, I just thought it'd be funny to text it for supplements to help me get buff. I kid you not, I got two text messages during that movie, and I got a next one this morning. So please do not text that number if you don't want any supplements. They are going to bug the heck out of you. So, like I said, we learned a few things. That, let's say this this experience, this movie experience was great before and after. We we learned a lot of that night. <laughs> I like how he says, like, we learned a lot. But yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, I think that was probably one of their last movie showings of the night. I think they had, like, maybe one or two more. But it's like, I mean, just leave your bathrooms open, like, just, like, 10 minutes after all the movies end, like, that's literally when people use the bathrooms the most, is after the movie is over. So, I mean, it's like, come on. But, I mean, I guess we can't complain about the AMC too much. It was 
good movie, good popcorn. But Logan, I mean, what'd you expect texting that supplement thing? Like, if you're going to text a number and try to get something, like... What? I didn't know what it would do. I thought it would just, it just sent me a little text thing. I thought it would be a one thing, like, okay, here's a link. All right. If you don't text it back, they keep texting you. They sent me one during the movie, and Brad's like, who is texting you during this? And it wasn't even, it wasn't even a human. It was a dang robot texting me about supplements. I turned off my phone, got another one this morning. I did it as a joke, but... Yeah, like I said, AMC ads are pretty weird, so... Also, I should use the supplements to... I should just rip the door open off the AMC thing just for the bathroom. <laughs> I just don't understand. They were they were ready to get out of there. Like, as soon as we walked out, wet floor signs everywhere, they're closing everything up. I, I think we were one of the... I think that was the last showing. Like, I think on weekdays, they don't go past eight on showtimes. Hey, but I mean, talking about robots texting you, bro, I, I swear I get texted more by robots than humans. <laughs> Yeah, some days I'll see a text, I'll be like, hey, look, somebody finally texted me. Oh, wait, that's just some college I need to commit to, trying to ask All for right, money. I say we go ahead and get into it. I don't, um, you know, I think everyone's probably going to be dying to hear, like, was it better than the first one? Well, we're going to get into that um, at the very end. So, I would say we just give our first thoughts of what we thought, like, you know, just after watching the movie, during it. And, I mean, the things I liked about it was, I mean, it's everything you thought it would be it had action tension suspense I, I mean that's what i really like i thought and both movies have a bunch of suspense to them because you know you gotta be so quiet you make any noise in the um i don't know what you want to call it like an alien or a monster i mean um yeah I, i'd say it is like um you make any noise and there's one going to come after you so i like how you know i think one thing people didn't like about the first one was there was like not much dialogue which and I and I understand why, they, but I think it was kind of genius though, because because they didn't do that, and since these like um, aliens are attracted to noise, that just built the suspense so much. I think um, the sequel. I mean, I really liked I really like sequels that pick off pick up where the first movie left off. I think I don't know all those sequels that just take off where the first one ended. I think is is just really cool, and so that's I mean. What I like, but I mean, I just like how it still carried the same suspense, and I think this one had even more action, you know, because in the first one, you know, they're more fearful about the aliens actually coming because they don't really know how to um, kill them. Um, but you know, at the end of the first one, you know, um, Reagan, the daughter, you know, finds out, you you know, using radio waves by like, you know, putting her um, hearing aid up to an amp like that sound really messes with them so you know in this one they're able to actually you know um kill the aliens so you know there's a little bit less fear which led to more action you know more killing of these things which uh, i really like so i like how you know it kind of transferred from first one more suspenseful more i thought the first well this one had a lot more jump scares but i think the first one itself the premise was more um scary than this one um so, you know, I, I just uh, thought it was all a good around movie just um, to begin with. Um, what were your first impressions about the movie, Logan? Well, heading into this movie, ever since they announced the second one, I was so excited. Like, this is probably one of my most anticipated movies of the year because with that first one, it was John Krasinski's pretty much his first time being a big movie director, and he starred in it too. So you're like, how's he going to manage all this? I wasn't a big, like, jumps, like, it's more of a thriller movie. I wouldn't say it's like a horror movie, but I wasn't a big, like, I heard it was a scary movie. I wasn't a big scary movie guy. I saw it in the theaters. I think I saw, like, opening day of the first one because a friend wanted to see it with me, so I saw that. 
I keep that was one of the biggest surprises I've ever had in a movie theater. I did not expect that to be as good as it was. A movie with hardly any dialogue. Like I said, hardly any dialogue and just like a kind of a simple premise, you make a noise, you're gonna get killed. And it didn't really explain anything in the first one. They just kinda of were like, Okay, here's a couple newspapers, we'll kind of you can read what happened, but like we don't really explain much. It's just a simple premise, not much dialogue. And it was genius. The first one is amazing. I love that first movie. It's almost a perfect movie, in my opinion. It's just amazing. So heading in, I'm like, can he make something on par with that? Can he even make it on par? I didn't I didn't want it to be better. It doesn't even be better. I'm like, can this movie be on par with the first one? And I feel like he was on par with the first one. We'll get into whether it's better or not, like, at the end. But it's definitely on par. It's a, it's a good sequel because so many sequels mess up things and just ruin the first movie. It doesn't. It does what a good sequel needs to do. It expands on the world. We see more in this world. We explore more of what other people did during this. And I, I like that. You're seeing more of this world. He's exploring more. We're seeing now that there's people in other locations that are, like, trapped, and they took different approaches to what they did with the monsters. And also, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a little – like, I'm just going to warn you. We're going to spoil a little bit of this movie because you kind of have to during some reviews. So I'm going to spoil it. So and this movie's been out for, like, three or four weeks, but if you haven't seen it yet, just – there's going to be some spoilers in this. The first scene's amazing because they, expl they explain what happened. We saw what the immediate reaction was. So John Krasinski's at his kid's baseball game, and they're all watching. Everything's normal, and these monsters come out, and I kid you not, within five minutes, it turns into pure chaos. Like, people are running around trying to find stuff, and one of the coolest scenes I thought was Emily Blunt gets in the car, and she starts driving, and then she sees this bus, and the bus starts driving backwards. And then she – or the bus starts driving forwards, so then her car is forced to drive backwards, and I'm like, this is just amazing. But one thing I didn't understand about that scene was – how did the creature drive a bus? Because the creature's in the driver's seat. He's just driving a bus. It wasn't driving the bus, but um, the creature killed the driver, yeah. but I think his foot was still on the gas or something, and so the car kept on moving forward. And I actually uh, heard that that stunt was real. They actually did that. The car, the bus was coming at 45 miles an hour, and they actually had you know, them actually. You know, I'm sure like maybe a little bit was staged, but still, I mean, I wouldn't want to – you know, maybe, like, they actually controlled the car from, like, the outside. But still, I wouldn't want to be inside a car when a bus is coming at you 45 miles an hour and you're backing up all the way. So, I, um, you're right. That scene was really cool. Honestly, Logan, this, I, this thought just came to me. You think, um, you know, since they had to do more, I don't think this movie was, yeah, John Krasinski didn't think there was going to be a sequel at first. And so, you think, and he didn't explain much in the first one. You think, you know, it, you know, he had to come up with where these things came from for the second one. Well, I think, like, when you said, like, he wasn't expecting a sequel. When I first saw that first one, and I'm not going to lie, the first one, you know how, like, at the end they kind of figure out what bothers these creatures and how they can kind of distract them to kill them? It cuts to black when there's, like, one more left. So I was like, we kind of have to get a sequel the way it was set up. I think John Krasinski and his head... Because it's basically like a three-hour movie if you just combine the first two. They're pretty sh they're not long movies, like an hour and a half. So I think I think originally, I think he pretty much planned both these out in one. I think he just, it's basically a combined one and two. It's basically just a perfect three-hour movie. Like I said that. I, I feel like it's just, I've seen a lot in sequels where they'll kind of go back one little scene in the past, explain something, then you cut back to the sequel. I don't think he really explained where they came from. They just kind of saw something in the sky. He heard some stuff on the news. They kept saying, like, what, earthquakes, tsunami, some kind of weather event? No, they said a bomb. Oh, a bomb, okay. It wasn't, like, aliens or anything. They just said, like, a bomb was happening. 
And next thing you know, you just see something over the sky, and everybody's like, oh, we gotta get out of here. And then the monsters just show up. So, like, it kind of explains it, but also just shows you what happened initially. Like, what happened the moment these things set up? What was the initial reaction? And I thought that was really cool, but a lot of people said they want more of that. I think they can do a prequel, where, like, what happened before the first one? Like, how did he set up his house? How did he have to get a cousin to live in this new life? How did he get to be one of the only people still alive? Because... As we saw in the first one, they're one of the few families still left. There's, like, no one in that first one except for some other people, but they die later. Like I said, how did – I wish we got a prequel to see – I don't separate movie to see how did John Krasinski and his family survive this? How did they maintain that sort of survival? So I think he had this, all this planned out in his head, but I think maybe he might have had to add that scene just out of people's curiosity and try to give the people a little more of what they want. Yeah, and, I mean, I just think it's kind of cool because, I mean – I would really like that, too, and I think it's kind of funny, because uh, John Krasinski, when he made, like, this film, he didn't really mean for, like, especially in the first one. Now, I, I don't know how he thinks now with the sequel and uh, confirmed third one coming the way, but, like, I, I don't, I, I think it's funny, I don't think he meant for, like, the monsters, uh, the aliens to be kind of, you know, what happened to Earth to be kind of, like, the main part of the story. But, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, they do explain more, but it's like, I, I would just like a movie about what led to these events of these things coming. And honestly, I mean, this is just a theory. It has nothing to do, I mean, it's, it's probably completely wrong and it has nothing to do with the movie. But honestly, what I think is that um, the Russians did this. <laughs> I think that... Um, if they gave us a backstory movie, this is how I want it, is that um, the Russians um, created these aliens in a lab. And, you know, it, it, at the baseball game, they see a huge, giant thing on fire in the sky, and that's what happened. They launched all these uh, ships that's full of them to different places across the United States and at different parts across the world and just launched these aliens to kill everyone. And that Russia's completely safe, but they um, killed off all their... Um, signals to the rest of the world. That's what I think. But, uh, you know, so that's what... I mean, I like that he explains more, but I wish he explained even more. But I, I get why he didn't. Um, so, Logan, I say we... Those were our first thoughts. I say we get into what we really enjoyed about this movie. What did you really enjoy about it? As we know, John Krasinski, he's not really... I just know the first one, his character died. So, he's in that opening scene where they flashback, but he's not in this movie. And I thought some of the cinematography and some of the writing, it, it's beautiful. There were certain shots in here where, like, you could see the characters, like, if it was in the sunset, you could see the characters, their shadows are black, but you could see, like, the sunset. Some of these shots, they're gorgeous. This is gorgeous. It looked beautiful on the big screen. Great pacing back and forth. I thought you get some normal scenes, you get some thriller scenes, you get some sad scenes. It's great pacing. Like I said, great directing. I could tell he focused more on the directing kind of this one because the first one he had to direct and act in it. I feel like this one now he's just playing more with, like, action. This one had more action. This is the better one in terms of just action because in the first one, it's a slow build-up to see what these monsters look like. In this one, we know what they look like, and we're going to show them to you at full force. You're getting these actions. You're getting more gunshots. Like, there's this scene where – obviously, I kind of spoil the movie. The deaf girl figures out a signal to where there's people on an island. And I thought that was a whole cool storyline because we're seeing what people did, how other people escaped. So other people got on boats and went to islands when all this happened. And they're trying to save them because they keep playing the song Somewhere Beyond the Seas and they're on the island. It's a sign for help. So they go to a dock to get a boat. 
and I kid you not, it was one of the biggest jump scares. It was Cillian Murphy's in this movie, too, and he's a family friend of theirs before all this happened. So he's like, I thought he was the main character kind of in this one. Cillian Murphy in terms of like character development and all that. Well, I, I think really he kind of took over John Krasinski's yeah. spot in the movie. That's what happened, I think. He's pretty much like the John Krasinski big hero kind of developed a character. He's pretty much the he replaces John Krasinski in this movie. And I really liked his character. I thought, um, you know, you really kind of see how he's kind of like all the rest of the um, humans on Earth now that this thing happens. Because I mean, he explains it, and you see it as Logan was going to get into the dock scene um, that you know people in this now are just selfish and wanting to steal. And, you know, take advantage of other people just, you know, to live. But I, I really like how, you know, uh, the daughter, Reagan, because, you know, she and then his character, Emmett, are together, like, for most of the scenes of this movie. And how she kind of changes him to be more, um, like, selfless and stuff. So, I, I that was one of the best character development things for me. Because, you know, you see at the beginning, it's like, I don't have enough food for you guys. You guys got to leave tomorrow. You know, and how that really changed to, you know, um, them finding shelter um, on that island and trying to defeat the aliens, which... So I really liked his character development. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he, he's also a really good actor. He did a great job in this movie. Like, his acting is amazing. Cillian Murphy's an underrated actor. So they go to this dock, and he's getting ready to go to the boat, and he sees this little girl, and he goes up near her. She lifts her face up, and all of a sudden you see a bunch of, like, red on her face, some scars... And she, like, puts a rope around his neck and almost chokes him, tries to, like, hang him to death. So that one got me pretty good. Then you see this scene where everybody's just fighting, and everybody's just fighting because he's trying to get a boat. And then he, like, 300 IQs him because he goes in the water and ties them to stuff. Also, Brad, did you notice this? What did you say the deaf girl's name was in this movie? Her name's Reagan. Okay, Reagan. They pushed her in the water, and then they go on for, like, five minutes in that scene, and they don't really show Reagan again. So I'm like, did she die? No, she just, like, swam and got a boat and then helped him. So, like, I was kind of wondering. Well, that, that's not what happened. She jumped in the water herself because I don't know if you remember at the um, beginning scene of the uh, baseball game where Emmett doesn't really know sign language that much. And so he was just, at, you know, asking um, Lee John Krasinski's character and Reagan, like, how to do sign language. He asked them something about how to dive, like, what the word is that. And she goes like that. And so that's what he uh, signed to her when they were, like, uh, taking her away to dive. And so she dived in there, and th that was really what made that scene kind of work. I was stupid. I was like, but they didn't show her for, like, a good bit in that scene. So I was like, okay, I like, wonder what she's like, – did she go get a boat or something? But, yeah, that makes – okay, that makes more sense now. But like I said, that scene was amazing. And also, there was this one scene. Do you remember how, like, they go to that – where Cillian Murphy's hideout is? They go to this place, and that's where he's pretty much been staying there and all this. He's got, like, a big warehouse type thing. There was a scene, I kid you not, remember where their son, the, well, he gets, like, his foot caught in, like, a big trap, and it's almost, like, cut yeah, off. Yeah, bear trap. Bear yeah. trap. It's all bloody and all that. So, like, he's going through this place, and he's trying to avoid a monster, and then he opens a curtain, and there's just a dead body sitting there. Just a skeleton. Oh, yeah, and, and like, it was, I, I saw this, I watched a YouTube video about the movie after, and it was actually, you know, Emmett says, like, his wife died, that's actually his wife's body there yeah that got me too i expected that i was like oh god that was just creepy it's that scene where marcus is like running through that hideout place and he like opens that curtain yeah yeah like you said that's that's his wife's body that's a wife's body but like, that scene got me i was like whoa i didn't expect that at all so like i said you have that like i said that scene was incredible and the biggest jump scare that got me is when the deaf one like i said I keep forgetting her name she keeps going on the train 
to try to like help these people and she's exploring this train and the monster comes it, it just got me like so this one had some better jump scares even though that first one was a little more quiet this one just has amazing jump scares and like i said we get to build on the world we get to see what celia murphy was doing we get to see what the people on the island were doing amazing character development building on this world good character development we're seeing more and more of these people so like i said we're building on a world and i feel like that's what john Krasinski's doing he's building on this world he's created and it's amazing it's great i'm hooked this movie like at the end i wanted more that's how much i like this movie i wanted more it cut it cut to dark and i was like i could have gone another hour yeah i really was surprised when it ended right there because uh, it's at the end, and so basically, Reagan, she gets to the radio station, and, you know, the way she really disrupted the um, aliens to make them more vulnerable, like, to dying, you know, because, like, the sound waves really, like, make them stop, like, moving real well, and so then you can just shoot them in the head, and so that's what she did, is she got hold of the whole radio station, so, you know, that whole broadcast is killing them all there, and so that, that was basically where it you know, kind of ended as after she did that, and so, you know, um, so, yeah, that leaves, like, Emmett to, like, um, you know, because he got his, like, leg slashed yeah. open there, so he's just bleeding there, and it just ends. I was like, wow, they're really going to just end there? Like, I think he knew there was a third one. Like I said, I knew whenever this one ended, I was like, yeah, there's another one coming. Like, I think, I think John probably planned a trilogy once he saw how good that first one was, because I feel like even when he wrote the first one, that second one came out pretty soon. I feel like he had to have kind of, well, if, even if Corona didn't happen, it was going to be in 2020. I feel like he he had all this planned. I feel like in case it was good, like here's another sequel. Is this? I I love these movies so much. I do hope though they don't really go past the third, because it's hard to do more than three good movies. I feel like a trilogy would just make it good. To do a really good trilogy, I don't even know if they'll even wrap it up. But as long as they can make another one like this, I'll be entertained. I could go on and on, but yeah, there's. There's so much to like for this movie. There's something for everybody. So do yourself a favor and please see this on the big screen. It, it's beautiful on the big screen. It's absolutely one of the best theater experiences I've had. Well, Brad, anything else you want to add about how much you like this movie? Yeah. Uh, I really do like kind of, um, you know, they, they hear that one song on the radio, Beyond the Sea, and how, you know, Emmett's been like hearing it on the radio for like a couple months and just hasn't thought anything of it. But then Reagan, like, hears it and sees that island's able to make that connection. It, I really like that. I really like, you know, cool things um, like that. Um, also, as Logan said, the doc scene was so, like, good. Because, I mean, when you're watching that scene, you get angry because these people are just hiding out on these boats and then, like, stealing from people. And that's all they really care about. And, and so I like how... You know, because it's like, dang it, they were going to get to the island, it was going to be all great, and then these got, people have to ruin it. So I like how um, Emmett was able to, like, flip it on that one guy, get the, choke his neck, and then tie him to the, um, I guess, pole. And then I like how he just stabs his leg so he has to scream, so then the uh, one of the aliens come. And, and so I really like that scene because y you just see, like, kind of how smart the characters um, were. The other thing I like about this movie is that there's more dialogue because in the first one, you know, it's all about the fear, you know. We can't make any noises because then they'll come after us. But, you know, in this one now, they really know how to, they know more about the aliens. They know more about how to kill them so they can, you know, talk a little bit more, especially then when they can get to that island because there's none there. 
so that's what I really like. You know, you get to have more dialogue because, I mean, this family's really broken now because, you know, they have a newborn baby and then um, Lee, John Krasinski's character, is dead. And so, you know, you got this, like, broken family, you know, and so the dialogue, I think, is very important in this. And, you know, um, and I'm going to get into it um, later when I can kind of talk about the theme of this movie. But, yeah, I just really like the dialogue into it. So, Logan, I say that we go ahead and we get into what we didn't like. And I'll, I'll go first. The thing that I didn't like about this movie, it had nothing to do with any of the cinematography or anything like that or um, characters. It just had to do with kind of just the script. It's that when they get to that island where the people are there safe, uh, you know, and Emmett accidentally kind of brings one onto the island because one stayed on the boat that floated up to the shore. I, I mean, I know, like, you know, they were all out kind of in the open, you know, talking, but, like, I felt like they should be more prepared if one of the things actually was able to get on the island, you know, because they saw how real it was when they, you know, um, the one guy on the, the island kind of explains what happened is that, you know, they found out that they couldn't swim on water, so the um, Coast Guard was actually going to bring boats out to islands to help protect people, and only two got out because everyone was going crazy, and they were only able to get two out because, you know, no everyone was pushing and stuff. And so, you know, I would think that they know it's super real, so I would think they would be more prepared that if they, you know, even though they're all outside hanging out, like, to be more prepared to, like, have a place to go hide or have weapons or something to help kill them, you know. Also, the other thing I don't understand is, um, you know, Evelyn, um, Emily Blunt's character, like, you know, in the first movie, she goes, I think, to the pharmacy to get medicine, I think, because, you know, she was about to have the baby, and then she comes back in this one to get medicine for um, Marcus, you know, because he had the bear trap that basically broke his foot. Like, why would you not just take every single medicine that they have from the pharmacy to begin with, or, like, most of the ones that you would need? Like, I mean, I saw, like, you know, in that scene, like, there's just boxes of Tylenol. It's like, Tylenol and Advil are things that you use, like, um, that you, like, usually need, like, I was surprised, like, that, you know, they hadn't already raided most of the medicine there, <laughs> I thought that was kind of dumb, those are the only two things I really didn't like about this movie, what did you not like about it, Logan? I think I can kind of agree with you on the dock scene, they had a good, like, village and stuff, and I think the reason they need help, like I said, they probably were running out of supplies eventually, but when that thing came, they didn't know what to do, like, they had cars going everywhere and stuff like that, and also, did you notice there was a kid just standing there? Like, there's a kid just standing there when all this happening, and then they have to pick him up and move him. I was like, that kid has no, like, natural reflex. He can't just stand there during all this. I can agree with Brad, the cap, medicine cabinet and all that. Like I said, they, so that stuff would have been raided by then. This is post-apocalyptic. You don't care at that point. It's already been raided. I feel like with uh, with this one, the monsters, like I said, they're showing more in full thing. Like I said, they're not. it's not really a surprise anymore. Th th them monsters, I feel like, are just... They, they're doing anything at this point. They're not like in the first one where they're like slashing a little bit. They're everywhere. But my big thing is this. I've never understood this. I get you got to procreate these scenarios to help get a population back. But that baby, uh, that baby has caused them so much trouble in these movies. Like I said, that first one where she had to birth it during all that. And I don't understand how she didn't die. They, that She never died during that. I don't understand that. But like I said, this baby... It's causing them so much pain dollars because they have to keep it quiet. And they got to keep it to survive. And they have to do all this and that. I'm like, why would you try to create something during all this when you can't have noise? Like, it just, 
I've never understood that plot line of why you would want to. I get you got to procreate, but why you would want to do it, especially during all this, and keep up with that. I'm like, if this was me, I'm not procreating until we pretty much got these things under wrap and all that. So like I said, that, and I also feel like in that first one, there's more of a family kind of thing in that one where, you know, where like Reagan, she feels like her dad doesn't love her as much, and then he finds out he has explained her he loves her, and he dies for her in this one. But so I thought there'd be more of a tight knit family. She's willing to abandon her whole family to go save these random people on this island. And I get her dad was very selfless and all that, but like, I'm just shocked. Like, she'll just go out and adventure and just go away from her whole family and risk it all. I'd like to chime in on that. Um, which, I mean, you know, I watched a YouTube video about it. And so, you know, the first movie, like, you know, John Krasinski, you know, uh, the aliens and stuff, and it kind of make it a horror movie. But that's not really why he made the movie. He made the movie. Like, for, like, the aliens to represent, like, fear of different things in the world, whatever it might be. And so, he made the movie to be about family and for, um, you know, how, like, you know, parents have to kind of try to protect children, you know, from the dangers of the outside world. But the first movie, you know, he made it to show that, you know, that parents can't keep their children safe from, you know, um, the dangers of the world and so you know in the second one you know kind of making the bridge from that i think really one of the most important parts of this movie was when you know they had the sand on the ground so their footsteps w would be quiet i think uh one of the best parts about this movie is when they um you know step off onto real ground so i think when john kaczynski was trying to do in this movie is try to represent you know now that you know the, the kids see that there are a lot of dangers in this world. They have to really kind of grow up fast and know, you know, there's a lot of danger out there and, you know, how to, like, take care of themselves. And so I think that's one of the reasons why she ran away. Also, like, I mean, she was right. She was literally right about the whole, um, uh, the island thing. So I, I so it is kind of like she did kind of desert her family, but also I think that's what kind of John, John Krasinski kind of wanted from this movie. Yeah, I can I can really agree yeah. with that though. I thought that was just kind of kind of just funny to think about mm -hmm. how she went away from that. Also, I feel like the island thing. I don't know about you. It, it didn't pay off as well as I wanted it to. Because when you get there, they explain everything, but you don't really meet anyone. You meet the guy. They don't even name him in the cast. It's like just guy who dies on island or something. Mm -hmm. We didn't really learn about this guy's name. He just kind of tells us a basic backstory, and I get that. But I feel like it's what we're pretty. It's the pretty much the main goal of this movie. There's pretty much two different plots in this movie. You got them going to the island, then you got the other one where they're trying to help that kid and trying to help the other one's foot and all that. You got that plot line, which I feel like in the first one was just more of one coherent plot thing. This one, you kind of had multiple things going on, which I didn't mind, but, like, when you get to that island, I feel like we could have done a little bit more, like, exploring that and seeing more, because I was intrigued, because they had, like, a suburban setup on that island. It was, like, a suburban neighborhood. People were out here doing all this, and they were not, like, they were not prepared one bit for all this. Also, did you ever notice how, like, some of the characters wore shoes and some of them different? Some of them didn't. I thought that was just kind of weird. I was like, all right, some characters wear shoes in this movie, some characters don't. I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. It's You're nitpicking with this movie. There's no, like, major, major flaw in here. There's no, like, big plot hole. It's just little nitpicks here and there. But it, nothing really drew me out of the movie or made me dislike it. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this movie was incredibly good. I really like how, you know... You don't really have to think about that theme that I just kind of brought up. Like, you can just think of it as, you know, just a thriller movie. Because I think it did a real good job. Like, 
I mean, like, I, I mean, it's just so, um, suspenseful, and there's so much action, so, I mean, you can just like the movie for that, because, like, it really has you on the edge of your seat during the whole movie, so that's really, I think, um, what makes the movie so great for me, and so, yeah, I mean, I, that's about all I have to say about the movie. Like I said, just just overall incredible. I, I'd recommend you seeing this. This is a movie that totally deserves to be seen on the big screen. It just does. Both of them do. And I'd recommend, like, I think some theaters are showing them back-to-back. I feel like that would be cool because you can see these movies exactly back-to-back because this second one, after that opening scene, it takes place directly after the first one. Like, same scene, and here we are, we're back in it, and I love when they did that. Like I said, it, it's basically one three-hour movie pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah, um, oh, last thing I want to, like, talk about was, like, just the end scene. Again, it has you on the edge of your seat because it's going back because, um, Marcus, you know, is by himself with the baby because, um, uh, Evelyn went out to get the medicine and then, you know, you got Emmett and Reagan on this island and then the monster gets loose there. So, you know, they're kind of, like, sneaking their way in the radio station to get to, you know, um, inside the booth to put... Um, the radio waves up to uh, kill the um, aliens and then it's just very suspenseful because then Marcus accidentally gets stunned back at the um, steel plant and so you know then one of them comes after him and he barely gets into the bunker um, at the end but he forgets to put the towel over it um, and so he's locked in there because you don't have any air in there after a while because you see they timed it to see when you run out of oxygen and so, you know, and, and the baby has a little oxygen tank because it's in, like, a little, um, I guess, box. So, you know, when it cries, you know, that won't alert the mon- the aliens. And so that was just so suspenseful because in, he's in there. He's running out of oxygen. You know, the alien's right outside there. And, the I mean, it was just incredible how they kept on going back and just was so suspenseful. So, I mean, yeah, um, that's probably all I have to say about it. So, Logan, I say we get into... Was it better than the first one? What do you think? First of all, I'm going to give my rating to start this out. I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Amazing. By far, probably the best movie we've seen this year in theaters. I mean, we've only seen three movies in theaters because it's kind of limited right now. But I got to say, this is by far the best one. This one's more serious, and it pays off. Like I said, I know we've seen Godzilla vs. Kong and Nobody, which they're good movies. They do serve their purpose. I'm not hating on them. This this is just a tier above. This is just better. But does it be better than the first one? I went back and forth. But I gotta say, it's on par. It's it's on par with that first one, but it just it doesn't pass it. The first one, I feel like it's just a little bit better, and I'll explain that. So in the first one, I like the payoff. I like the slow buildup of the monsters. It created so much fear, and we don't even know what these things look like, but we're just so deathly afraid of them. Like it's just that scene where they're in the house for the first time, and they drop that lantern scares the crap out of you because you're afraid they're gonna get killed. That scene in the first one where that rocket ship goes off and that person dies and it gets them. That's how we start the movie. Creates fear. And we don't even know what these things look like. It just creates so much fear and it's great. Also in the first one, I'm just not a fan of silent movies, really, to be honest. I like dialogue, but there's barely any dialogue in the first one. And it still is able to tell an amazing story. And it gets you emotionally with that whole storyline of how John really truly does love his family. Or Lee in the movie. Lee truly does love his family. And how he's willing to do anything for them and prove to them that during all this he still truly cares for them. And I feel like you got that family sense in that movie. Like I said, even without much dialogue, you're still able to feel it. So that was me. I just feel like the like it's just it, it did more with less in the first one. Like they couldn't really show the monsters as much, couldn't really talk as much, and it was still able to create that. And then th- then some of the scenes, like in that first one, especially where she's giving birth in that bathtub, is just 
so just the thrill got to me and all that. Plus, I feel like I, the most emotion I'd ever felt in these two movies was when Lee died. Like, that got me really hard, like, because I didn't want to see, of course, I didn't want to see my, my guy John Krasinski die. I mean, it's John Krasinski, but he died in that one. So, like I said, it's so close, but I think that first one, it just edges it out to me, but these are both just incredible movies, and I'm I'm so thrilled for that third one. I, I can't wait. Like, I, can, I would go ahead and buy my tickets right now for the third one if I could, so... Not as good as the first one, but definitely by on par, and it's amazing how John Krasinski is able to create movies this good, and I feel like this is going to be the next big franchise, and these are going to age incredibly well. It's just something you're going to watch down the road. Brad, so what do you think? Is this better than the first one? Yeah, I, I don't know how you think it edges the first one. This one's way better. I don't want to say way better, but it's definitely better than the first one. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I think I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I would give the first one, it's pretty close, so I would give maybe the first one probably like um, 8.5. First one's a 9.5 for me on the record. First one gets a 9.5. Okay, yeah, Um, but like, I don't know. I think just the action is way better because, I mean, the first one, you know, and like, I think it was genius, you know, when movies try to do new things because in the first one, like, there's like no dialogue. But I, I just like how there's more dialogue in the second one, um, you know, more action because of it. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like, though, like, you understand why they could in the second one because, you know, they now know how to kill the aliens, but in the first one they didn't. And so I think each one serves its own purpose, you know. And it's not – I think – I like how you said, like, just because it's a sequel doesn't mean it has to be better or anything. It just has to – you know, I mean, just be good, you know, it can't, like, be terrible like Shrek 3, um, you know, that's not a sequel, but. Alright, we're just throwing random movies under the bus now, I see you're gonna diss one of the greatest movie franchises of all time in Shrek. Shrek 3 is terrible, I'm sorry, it's not good. The fourth I... one was made it up, but we're not getting into Shrek later, but that, yeah. that's another thing for another time. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about Shrek sometime, Shrek is love, Shrek is life, um, but, yeah, so I, I, I do, but I just think, you know, also the suspense is so much better in this one. And, you know, and again, you know, it's kind of hard because, you know, in the first one's like, well, they couldn't do half this stuff because, you know, they didn't know how to kill the aliens, you know. They were fearful, so they had to be, you know, kind of uh, quiet and stuff. So, um, and they couldn't really, and John Krasinski, you know, I like the way he did it. You know, he didn't want to explain much about the aliens of the first one because that's not what the purpose was. Uh, but I just think the second one, you know, I, I just I just like it more because, you know, there's more action, more suspense. And I think the storyline in this one, you know, I mean, it's basically kind of the same storyline, surviving with, like, aliens coming after you, you know. So that's why I like the second one a little bit better. But, I mean, both are really good. But I think, you know, just watching it, you know, just watching it as, you know, someone who likes movies, you just, I think it's just clear that the second one's a little bit better than the first, to me. Like I said, I think it knows there's no clear winner in all this, throughout all this. But like I said, both, like I said, they're amazing. I kind of liked the first one, though. He didn't really explain much in that first one. It just showed two newspapers of what happened. You get like a little opening scene with a couple newspapers, all this. And then you just, you don't really need much. Like, it's not explanations. That's the problem with some movies today in Hollywood, though. They'll go out of their way to explain too much. And I don't like when a movie just kind of stops, explains, and it takes up forever. We, it, It's just unnecessary. He doesn't do anything unnecessary, and it's just amazing. I just think the first one had a little bit, it's a little bit better storytelling with less. But like I said, these are both amazing. We're, we're nitpicking at this point. They're both yeah. amazing. If, if you haven't seen them, what are you doing? Go watch both of them ASAP, and you'll thank me later. 
so yeah, I really think it just depends on kind of what you're looking for. Because I think the first one has more of a theme, you know, like connected to family. And, you know, and, you know since like the second one's a sequel, I guess, you know, you can argue, well, the storytelling wasn't as good. But that's just, you know, kind of because like you already know kind of storyline going in because you watched the first. So yeah, I really just, I think it depends on the mood you're in. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. It depends on the mood you're in. Like, because the first one, I think, has more deeper meaning, but the second one, I feel, is, you know, more action-packed, so I think it all depends on what you like, so, but, I I mean, if you split them together, though, solid nine, yeah. solid nine, I, I don't want to go higher, because I don't think it's a perfect movie. No, it's it's not a perfect movie. It's hard to be perfect, for me, opinion. I've always, we're always going to find something to flaw about, but. Like I said, it doesn't. Movies don't need to be perfect. They just need to be good. Movies don't have to be better. They just have to be good. I don't need a sequel to be better. I just need it to be good and on its own. And it does that, and it expands, and we get more development. So, for what a sequel needs to be, it's very successful. And I gotta give him credit for just making a super successful sequel. Not, not getting it. This ain't a cash grab. Like, just not making a cash grab. Movie actually putting effort into this. Yeah, and so I think that's going to wrap it up. I, I really do enjoy these movies. I really enjoyed recording this episode because, you know, you know what's a good movie when you can just discuss it for 40-some minutes, you know? Thank you all so much for this. This this was a fun episode. I got to say, I love movies, and we're definitely going to give you some more movie reviews this summer. You know, we're going to go in-depth with some of them, but, like, some of the movies out this summer, I'm not going to lie, are pretty stupid, so I don't know if we can go as in-depth. Yeah, but, I mean— you know, that's what I like, you know, because sometimes you need those movies that, you know, don't really have any meaning, like, nobody, it's just to make you laugh and have a fun time watching an action movie, but there's also, like, you know, it's like, I guess, like, a real good movie that you'd want to watch more, like, than once, you know, because, like, you can actually, like, pick out this one a lot about deeper meanings, and, you know, even, I mean, I bet there's probably millions of theories about what the aliens are about on this one, so... But yeah, we really enjoyed doing this episode, and so yeah, we thank you guys for your support, and thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Wasted Brain Cells Podcast.